Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, As always, we are your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about some 007 type shit. Uh, it's, It's right here in our backyard. Wisconsin Dells area. We are talking about Bell Boyd. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from Lady Scissors. Another brew review. We have an uh, another edition of the infamous How Many Locos You Went, as well as a great interview with Venture Brewing. Uh, as we often say. Uh, please uh, be so kind as to uh, rate, like, subscribe, review, hit the bell for notifications, all that stuff. Um, remember to visit our website, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com, uh, where we have uh, links to all of the necessities. You can find our social media right from our website. Right you can find our T Public page where you can buy merchandise from us. Um, you can also find uh, links to our Patreon, which is brand new. At this point, we probably have some content. This is uh, uh, June 27th, Sunday. So uh, whatever we do have loaded on there, the only way you're going to have access to it is if you become a patron. So visit our our, our website, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com, and uh, click the Patreon uh, link. And yeah, um, anything anything you can do will help us out. Uh, you know, pay pay the server fees, pay for all the things we do. You know, going places just kind of keeps a lot of yeah. things online. It, it gives us the ability to uh, distribute the the content, our podcast, uh, every single week to all of those areas that you listen: Spotify, Apple, Google. It's not free to do that. Uh, you do have to have uh, a means to store uh, all of this big these big files in the cloud somewhere. Uh, so that way they can be distributed to all of those and, uh, services. And Hey, like let's say you can't do the Patreon, just tell a friend that's huge for us. I mean, yeah. that's like the word of mouth is like the free way to advertise podcasts. And we really appreciate any help. If you really love this podcast and you know, somebody that would love this podcast too. And secretly, no, yeah. And secretly, let's say you choose to listen on a service like Apple, leave us a review, but also go to our YouTube page and just subscribe to us anyway. I know that you know it, it may start offering you videos that are similar to ours or whatever. Even if you don't listen to the video or watch the video on there, uh, subscriber count is uh, a big you know a part of the algorithm as well. So for us, it would mean uh, a lot for for that little two second thing that you can do for us. So uh, hey, let's go ahead and jump right in to the story now about uh, uh, Bell Boyd. Um, it's it's an interesting history and it like it has Wisconsin a lot of Dell's James Bond here. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't think um this Southern Bell would have anything to do with Wisconsin and it's actually kind of ironic and this is kind of why we're bringing the story to light. Um it's kind of well known. It was a Wisconsin historical article where I found a lot of information. It's pretty pretty interesting stuff. I actually never knew this. So Yeah. 
So born on May 9th, 1844, Maria Isabella Bell Boyd in Martinsburg, West Virginia. She was the eldest child of Benjamin Reed and Mary Rebecca Boyd. Boyd was a teenager around the time when the Confederate Army and Union armies were both in West Virginia area. Her career as a spy began on July 4th of 1861, where the story goes that a Union soldier had heard she was hanging Confederate flags around her home, outside of her home. And the Union Army was disgusted and came to investigate, tearing them down and replacing them with Union flags. The Union soldier then began to harass and curse specifically at her mother. She claimed the man addressed my mother and myself with language as offensive as it is possibly to conceive. We were obliged to go armed in order to protect ourselves as best we might from insult and outrage. When Bell Boy pulled out a pistol and shot the man who died some hours later from the wound, thus sparking her hatred of the Union. A board of on inquiries would investigate this matter, and she would eventually be exonerated of murder. And you're going to find this is a common theme. Somehow this cute little southern bell gets away with a lot. Sure. But soldiers were stationed around the area and were forced to keep an eye on the family. So Boyd began visiting Union Army camps to gather information for the Confederate, Confederate generals, Pierre Beauregard and Thomas Stonewall Jackson. You Ooh. probably recognize that name. Yeah, he was a goalie, right? Yeah. Stonewall, <laughs> baby, blocking shots. <laughs> he was a goalie for the, uh, um, whatever. The yeah. Stonewall Cornwalls. The, the, <laughs> the Milwaukee Admirals, right? Few would suspect her due to her charming ways and innocent looks, as I said. She found ways to take advantage of the situation, and she started to make friends with Captain Daniel Kelly and became familiar with him, using using him to find out information and carry them to the Confederate soldiers in a hollowed-out watch case. She was Whoa. eventually discovered, and they, they told her if she was caught again, she would be sent to death. And at this point, she realized she would have to find a new way to communicate the secrets. She was arrested roughly six times for similar offenses, but would always find a way to avoid incarceration, thus leading her to become known as Le Belle Rebelle. Whoa. And in French, that means uh, the bell that's rebelling. A rebel, a rebel bell? Bell rep? Yeah. All right. She was even awarded the Southern Cross of Honor for all the contributions to the Confederacy. Eventually, this would all catch up with her. In the summer of 1862, when U.S. Secretary of War Edwin Stanton personally issued a warrant for her arrest. It was the summer of 62. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Pinkerton, who had three men assigned to her case, she ended up in the old Capitol prison in Washington, D.C. She somehow found luck again, as a few months later she would be released and exchanged at Fort Monroe to the Confederate Army. This would not last long as she was again arrested in June of 1863, but ended up with typhoid fever. Thus, the prison population would release, release her again. Whoa. Because they didn't want it to spread to the prison. Right, exactly. You don't want to literally uh, spread it to everybody and, and kill them because then they've got a bigger federal case on Exactly. Their hands. And while, you know, the whole time while in prison, she continued to wave Confederate flags and sing rebel songs, thus annoying the shit out of the Union Army. No, um, hey, no better way to draw attention to yourself than oh, yeah. To, fucking draw attention to yourself fuck the union yeah pieces of shit she was the early uh adoption of uh the 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 fuck the police shit she was like <laughs> yeah. a fuck the union oh dude dropping a lot of f-bombs here yeah <laughs> you're welcome by the way she was also said to have sewn messages inside of rubber balls which she would toss out the window to her supporters that would come and visit her at the jail 
And after oh this final God. release, she decided it was time to get out of Dodge, if you will, and was trying to make break towards England. She was intercepted by a Union blockade on the way out and was never and was sent to Canada instead. And in a weird turn of events, she would eventually meet a Union naval officer named Samuel, Samuel Wild Harding, who she f- would fall in love with and eventually had a daughter named Grace with him. The two would eventually make it to England, where Boyd became an actress after her death of her husband. Isn't that weird? Like it's. I, I mean, I think it's her weird life is that really ironic. Up... It's. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna figure this out. It's very ironic. Everything's ir- irony in this thing. That's super. Uh, that's dope. And so in 1886, she would eventually return to the USA where Boyd would continue acting under the stage name Nina Benjamin, where she traveled and eventually would land herself in New Orleans, where she married again to a man named John Swainson Hammond on March of 1869, a formal British officer, and they had two sons and two daughters. The marriage would not last, however, and in 1884, they were divorced and immediately, and she immediately married another man, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Ruhai. Ruhai, baby, in 1885. <laughs> Ruhai! Run them up. <laughs> she gave tours throughout the country, giving dramatic lectures on her life as a spy. And while on tour, Boyd would die in Kilbourne City, Wisconsin, which we all know as Wisconsin Dells. Okay. And she died from a heart attack on June 11th, 1900, at the age of 56. She's buried in Spring Grove Cemetery in Wisconsin Dells, where her grave reads, Belle Boyd, Confederate spy born in Virginia, died in Wisconsin, erected by a comrade. From going, Whoa. I mean, this and this is kind of irony, like from going all over the world to landing in Wisconsin, it is a pretty crazy story as Wisconsin is probably the most union state in the union. And we were also called by Abraham Lincoln, the most union state in the union, which is pretty hey, nuts. Honest Abe, he wouldn't tell you no fucking lie. And, you know, the, ir- the irony of it is our hatred of the Union, finding love with a Union soldier, coming back to Wisconsin, dying on Union grounds. It's just very ironic. Is that like a so- Is that a song? <clears throat> finding love with a Union soldier. <laughs> making love to a Union, yeah. baby. <laughs> I feel like making Someone Union hit- love. Lionel Richie, if you're listening to this, hit this up, dude. We yeah. got a great, we got a great idea for you. Is it the Union, union soldier before? <laughs> but no, I can I, see it in your spies. <laughs> that was pretty good. Bell boy, don't you cry. Oh God. But we are no, butchering that it's, shit. It's just, you know, it, it's funny because it's it, That it's, is such a weird story. It's just so ironic to land in Wisconsin Dells where she was eventually buried. Yeah. And you know, I, I have to say this, and this is me from my perspective here. And you guys may not agree with me, but so Wisconsin is probably the most union state, right? Do you guys ever see lifted trucks with, like, the rebel flag, the Tennessee battle flag, as it There's was? There's a guy that lives right down the street that has like, that. That is, like, such a slap in the face to every Wisconsin. I just don't I don't think they quite understand what it is that they're flying. It's not even the Confederate flag, to be and honest. It's, and it's honestly They don't not, understand that. It's the, it's the Tennessee battle flag. It's not the Confederate flag. It's completely different. Right. And it's such a slap in the face. Like, Wisconsin is probably the most Union state in the Union. And it's not like... It, here's the thing. It doesn't stand for, like... Country music. It like, doesn't what stand is, what for does it mean? trucks. Why, yeah, right. Having bonfires and fucking coolers in your in the back of your truck and sitting on a fucking chopped log. It doesn't stand for that. And that's the one thing that I wish uh, they they would. And maybe they do know that. And maybe they maybe are. Just, truly, they just don't give a shit. Like they're rebelling. I guess right. you know. And, but and it's I like, don't. I certainly don't want to piss anybody off. Um, but kind of a a, a weird hill to die on. Uh, flying a a uh, uh, 
that flag on the back of your vehicle. No yeah. matter what vehicle you drive, it could be a, a Subaru for all I give a shit. So, Eric, but don't I think it's I think it's completely disrespectful to, uh, I mean, shit, the last few hundred years. You so, know, Eric, I know your family has some Illinois roots. Mine has a ton of Wisconsin roots. I'm super ingrained in the state. But I know, for example, my family fought the Hansons, the Saris. You know, they all fought. The, the Morgans, they fought in the I'm Civil sure, War. I'm uh, sure a lot of your family fought, and you may not, not know about Definitely it. not in Wisconsin. Most of them probably fought uh, actually uh, more uh, Indiana, Kentucky than in anything. Chicago, um, Il- Indiana, Kentucky, they Kentucky's kind of a mixed state. But well, and that's where I kind of feel like maybe it I has feel some, like my family, you know, some of its roots maybe had a little bit to do with, you know, Confederacy. But, but the other thing is... Uh, I, I wasn't alive then, and I and right. I certainly don't know any of those relatives, uh, and and I certainly I love the world we live in now, where uh, we're all just uh, fighting for everybody's individual freedoms for sure, and everybody to be equal because at the end of the day we're all just people, we're human beings, uh, we're all inhabitants of the earth, and uh, I don't I don't believe that any person deserves to be better than the next yeah and i I, and i don't know like so for example like could you imagine if the iron brigade the wisconsin iron brigade huge huge if you don't know your civil war history look up the iron brigade wisconsin's toughest soldiers fought in gettysburg tough as balls absolutely i mean gettysburg isn't i mean that's no joke and and just think about it like these people like totally flying this flag that they fought against in in kentucky battleground in gettysburg there like it, it just to me it just seems like a huge slap in the face to wisconsinite like don't fly it in the north go down south like well fly. We also, you know everybody I has that. their own everybody has their own uh right to to do what they want and it's not illegal to to fly a cool flag on the back of your truck if that's what you want to do you know I, I, respectfully uh i disagree with you however i know oh, that as sure. a, i know that as a an american citizen that uh uh, hell, you could fly pretty much whatever you want off the back of there, right? Um, and I mean, it's to each his own. But I just, I just never the understood that, that. You're, the message that you're flying doesn't necessarily uh, match up with what you're doing. I think personally, it's more of a uh, what Bo Burnham pandering. I think it's more, oh, yeah, more yeah. or less you're you're he- hearing and seeing from that culture uh, that the wrong thing. But right. hey, you know what? You know what? We're I going digress. on too long. Yeah, it's it's. I digress. Uh, I just for me the heritage argument doesn't work in Wisconsin. Like I I can yeah. understand if you're like in Louisiana flying that, or if you're in Kentucky flying that, or Tennessee. Like okay, I can kind of see that, but here in Wisconsin, to me, slap in the face. But hey, you know, each their own. Freedom, America, Eagles, Thorn, Walmart. Bald Jean Eagles, shorts. Gym shorts, NASCAR. No, not gym shorts. Gym shorts. Gym shorts. <laughs> <Jean> shorts. <laughs> shorts. Like, <laughs> where would you want, baby? No, but here's one thing I think that we can all agree on. If you're wearing a fucking polo shirt with gym shorts, knock it the fuck off. Is that a bad, bad don't, mix? Don't fucking wear athletic wear with uh, dress wear, right? Get your <laughs> shit right. Put a Get fucking t-shirt together, on means. and knock the shit off, all right? You're, nobody's... Come on, for real. I've seen too many people. COVID's over now. I've seen too many people at the Southridge Mall, (laughs) the Mayfair Mall, and and everywhere that they're rocking a fucking polo shirt with a collar with some Nike or Under Armour gym athletic shorts. I'm looking at you right now (laughs) and judging you 
so impossibly hard. And also, oh. I'm telling you, you look fucking ridiculous. Knock it off. All right, we're calling this segment on off and now to, to our music segment. On to the music segment, <laughs> and we have a beautiful piece of music for you today. So the band that we're featuring today is called Lady Scissors. Uh, they are from the uh, Madison, Wisconsin area again. And uh, let me just tell you right now, I'm getting a, a real uh, 80s new wave synth pop. Oh, for sure. Uh, B-52s-ish yeah. a little bit maybe. I mean, that like... Devo maybe even. The, the harmonizing between all the ladies in the band whip is it. just... It just sounds really good. Whip and it like, good. <laughs> okay, you can whip it over there, but I'm Sorry. thinking... <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more whipping it. I'm thinking more Rock Lobster a little bit here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. B-52 is Rock Lobster. Lobster. I mean, I'm getting like that, that, the harmonizing between all the vocalists, like it just adds a really cool depth to the music. I really like it. Has that like retro vibe, the new wave retro though, where it's more like maybe the B-52s. One time I thought I- Blue Angel maybe, like Blue Angel. Angels and Airwaves? Angels and Airwaves, yeah. No, I'm thinking like Cindy Lauper, like Cindy Lauper Blue Angels. One time I thought I harmonized, but I didn't. I, uh, it was an accident and it didn't, it, it wasn't actually that even, uh, we said the same word and it, it sounded good, huh? We no, no, it didn't even sound okay. good. All I right. thought it harmonized and I, and it was also terrible, but I thought I did it. You just harmed people. You didn't, I, harmed, I actually just harmed people's eyes and ears. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but that is not what lady scissors does. Uh, they are an absolutely fantastic piece of, uh, musicianship, uh, and uh, we are lucky enough here in the state of Wisconsin to call them uh, brothers, sisters, I, and co-inhabitants so of this sweet state. A little funny story, too, when I was like actually contacting him. And you reached out to them, right? Yeah, yeah, I reached out to him. So, you know, the one thing I said is, hey, would you guys be oh, willing yeah. to come on? And they didn't take any offense to it. And I told him, like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I know a lot of you are females in this band. Please don't, please don't take that in the regards. Like that's I, something I, that I think I've you been and trying I both. to. We've been trying to break this for a long time. It's just so ingrained in our Wisconsin DNA. Well, that and, like you guys is like, and and uh, if you go back in the uh, into the repertoire of uh, uh, the Cabin Podcast, our friends uh, uh, over at Discover Wisconsin. Oh yeah, definitely. We mentioned that you guys is such a a, a Wisconsin ingrained uh, uh, phrase that you sort of just walk into any room and that's how you address everyone. Yeah. And, and that's something that, you know, Russ myself and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of the world right now is trying to break themselves. Right. Of that it's, habit. We're trying to be a more inclusive society. And like, I have really been trying hard. You guys, like, like I said, the, the one story, like I was out in California, I was in a group of people. I'm like, Hey, are you guys going to meet me here? And there was a mix of girls and guys. Right. And yeah, a few of them took offense and but i like i told them like i'm from the midwest like that is like a normal address of a group of people right you know but and i just thought it was a little funny side story and 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 you know again you you didn't really try to try to defend yourself you just quickly stated oh shoot this is why and i definitely apologize i'm from wisco dude now this <laughs> though know? uh this song is unapologetically super damn good um definitely the, so the the band is lady scissors and the song name is bubblegum
We are back with another beer review, and this one is uh, really temptatious and uh, uh, gooey gumdroppy looking. It's uh, it's from Fermentorium, which have we we featured we them featured before? We featured one other one, so it kind yeah. of goes with our music today, kind of like candy. I and mean, we also we talked to them. We have yes, we yeah. have talked to them. They're amazing. Yeah, so and this, this beer looks so good. I yeah, haven't tasted it yet. I'm, yeah, I'm so ready. Yeah, so this one is actually called the uh, Juice Packets Juicy IPA from the Fermentorium. Um, this one's coming in at 6.6% ABV. It is a juicy India pale ale featuring Amarillo and Citra hops. And uh, I'm going to read the little description Woo! on there. So this unfiltered IPA is packed with citrus forward hops to make it juicy yet approachable. Uh, we then aggressively dry hopped it with more citrus hops to add an additional layer of fresh citrus and mild piney notes. Yeah. Please drink this beer fresh to enjoy the best possible flavors. Mmm, juicy. Yeah, which I think we're a couple weeks out from ha- having purchased it, but I don't think that's going to 
no it's not at all and so this one this one is actually from their uh hop wheel series it's called and uh, yeah. they are showcasing the lupulin uh packed wonder we call hops known to contribute a variety of flavors from earthy to tropical to citrus to pine these hop forward styles will keep your senses entertained and the can alone is really cool I mean, like you said, it's kind of green, gumdroppy. Yeah, it's it like has gumdrops, kind of like these little drops of water, but they're like colored like candy almost. Yeah, um, like a green background. It actually like the 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 um, logo going across the can kind of looks like a Wisconsin state like um, uh, direction sign, like oh exit here from Milwaukee kind of. Oh, it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it yeah, kind of sure. reminds me of that a little bit. Green that, and white. Yeah, it, it that, pops. That really, really like green. Well, actually, if you look behind you, we've got our. Wisconsin Drunken History Pod uh, uh, street sign. Okay, so this one, you're really getting that Amarillo hop is coming in really hard. Are you getting that right away? The Amarillo is like coming yeah. through hard. I'm getting a little back finish of the Citra, kind of the more juicy flavors in the back palette here. The back is definitely the Citra. A li- a, you know, for me, it's a, you know, maybe has a little more drier IPA up front, mm. a little juicier back finish to me. Yeah. But it's definitely one that's, that's not. You can. You can certainly tell that it was heavily dry hopped with uh, the Citra. I, I think with the carbonation, I think it's like a good transitional beer from yeah. when you're going into IPAs because the carbonation kind of reminds me of um, maybe one of your more uh, like, domestic beers. Yeah, like the Miller carbonation, Light or, or something a little heavier. But, but yeah. you're getting that like bitter back finish. You're getting the, the beer flavor right away. You're yeah. getting like that IPA notes, but... It also has a carbonation kind of more like a lager or a domestic. So it's, well, it's a I think transitional that, IPA. Yeah, that's that's I think that's somewhat routine and normal for uh, a dry hopped uh, Citra. Something that's yes, yes. Uh, just thrown in towards the back end of the brewing process uh, pellet wise, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Good, and, good, good beer. And the, the, the hops are just coming through phenomenally. It's a really well balanced really and crafted balanced. beer. Yeah, it's very balanced. Crafty and I love I I mean the artwork is always a huge thing for me on cans and this one does not disappoint I mean it's a really cool like it's just an eye catcher to and me. again um it it just it's it's really it's balanced it's juicy it has uh, everything you would want in a in a craft beer uh, this is definitely something that you wouldn't get out of the mass produced. Uh, volume uh, beer, uh, you know, manufacturers. This is a, a batch of its own. It feels, it, it feels like it. Yeah, and if you're ever in the Cedarburg area, go and check these guys out. They everything we've had. Also, I've they had, do, they do. Uh, what is it? Strawberry fest up there. Oh yeah, strawberry fest Cedarburg. Cedarburg. Yeah. Cedarburg's a cool little town. Actually, it's really nice. Kind of like upscale neighborhood. Yeah. I um, worked with a guy Gary up there. He uh, he was always. Uh, he would dress in a lion costume. He was part of the Lions group, and he would oh, really? always be in the Strawberry Fest. Awesome, awesome guy. Yeah, there. We. I actually just took the little guy to the the. They have like a little Cedarburg. Um, it's like a like a fair, right? Nice. They, they have like your standard four H, but they had a really cool lumberjack show, and I thought that was like the coolest thing I had ever seen. Do you think so I neat. would have been able to do any of the lumberjack oh, stuff yeah, with my uh, with my ego cordless uh, uh, ripper? Dude, you gotta boost the ego with an ego, baby. Just make some, yeah. dude. You'd make some bears, some code eggs. What else would you whittle up? 
Were that Mad Dog? Some Eagles? Yeah. You, I'd you, probably you try to make my own guitar. Eagles. It would end up looking really terrible. <laughs> I don't think I could do anything artsy like that with wood. I, I think it's so cool to watch that stuff. It honestly. is. It's absolutely it's really amazing. amazing. The Walworth County Fair always has a, a really good show uh, like that. The, the chainsaw. But guys. it was really cool because it was like a little girl in the audience, and the guy like whittled her uh, uh, little dollhouse chair nice. for her dolls. It was like super. He just like did a few cuts, and he's like, "Here you go." I'm like, "Dude, here's a chair." Shit, I can't even make a fucking phallic penis. With a fucking no, chainsaw, dude. I couldn't make it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm um, not gonna lie. Like, I probably make one and put it in my front yard because that's the kind of person I am. Put a big old phallic dick in my front yard. Remember when I made the one uh, out of snow? Oh, it was huge for you on your porch. That's like a moose knuckle, dude. I think that's, it was massive. And that was like, it was what, what, maybe a fo- five foot, five pe- foot, about probably yeah. a five foot piece. We were taller like, than it, it was but, huge. Yeah. And I lived like, look, so I used to live in Janesville, like in this neighborhood. And like, I lived kind of like, it wasn't like a really ritzy neighborhood, but it was a nice neighborhood, right? So our neighbors kind of like, kind of fake people, you know, they're kind of like meet the Jones type folks. Yeah. And all of a sudden they look out their window, see a cock. And Eric's doing karate in my goddamn garage one night. You remember oh, they, karate night? Yeah, that was actually the first time Andrea met you guys. The kids are sleeping. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing some karate in the garage. That's what you said to him. Oh, I thought that he would understand. Uh, that we were just trying to work out. It did not work out that way. He wasn't happy. He was very angry. He's like, I didn't know my neighbor was Bruce Lee. Yeah. That's what he said. We, oh, we, we brew beer and we're Bruce Lee. <laughs> brew. Slee. Yeah. But again. This is a really good beer. But again, um, check it out. It is uh, f- check from the Fermentorium. It's the uh, Juicy Pack. It's Juicy IPA. I found this one at a festival again. Um, yeah. Just kind of caught my eye. When I saw the can, I was like, I got to get this one. We have to review it. Looks super great. It is great. Go and check it out. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you at? All right, folks, you know what that means. How many locos you at, brother? Yeah. And this um, one is a pretty Wisconsin DUI, yeah, if you want to be honest. Just a, another thanks to uh, Sons of Leroy. Uh, friend Adam, his dad Scott, uh, for making that uh, really cool loco intro for, for us. Sure, uh, it really changes the whole dynamic, and it really gets us set up for the absolute stupidity that we generally read about. So, so episode seven. Guy, remember episode seven, the fish fry. This one kind of has a little bit to do with that, actually. So, yeah, I'm gonna this, let you read this one. This may have been caused by a uh, a Friday night extravaganza. So. We have a 75-year-old man, uh, a bloodshot and glossy-eyed Wisconsin man, claimed he'd been eating beer-battered fish for lunch after deputies smelled alcohol on his breath during a routine traffic stop. Uh, The individual, who has nine prior convictions for DUI, uh, insisted he had not been boozing, but he had uh, been eating uh, this fish. Uh, But again, the, the, the... uh, officers had seen him erratic driving in his truck, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, what do you, what are you to do as a as a cop? Let's put ourselves in their shoes. You see an erratic driver, you pull him over. Oh, for sure. It's a you job. smell a little it's a booze. Damn job. Smell a little booze. You see the guy's history, nine prior convictions. So, um, again, uh, instead, this seventy uh, five year old man again said that. Uh, well, hey, the reason I smell like this is because I was eating a, a fish dinner, you know? Beer-battered fish. I had been fish. eating beer-battered fish dinners, you know? Uh, despite his bid to escape punishment, the individual was ordered to perform a sobriety test right there on the scene, 
uh, after being stopped at about 2.30 in the afternoon. That's pretty fucking early. It is for drinking. Um, <clears throat> hey, no no doubts here. He failed uh, every right. single test. All right, all right. He's a failure. Uh, <laughs> definitely not good. A failure. <laughs> uh, he's also 75 years old. Man. I know, man. Um, he, has, he has a record of Get this guy too. in a nursing home where for he can sure. just drink his ass off. Uh, so a breathalyzer test then also recorded uh, the friendship resident blood alcohol content was uh, 0.062, which is below the 0.08 legal limit. However, but he was reckless driving, right? No, well, also, he, no, no, no. He has eight. He has nine prior convictions. OK, OK. His, so he probably has lower 0.04, you think? His his legal limit is 0.02. OK. So behind the wheel of a vehicle, this individual cannot be above a .02 while operating. And guess what? .062 is much higher than his .02. Okay. And uh, so the senior citizen was arrested and charged with DUI and driving with a revoked license. Uh, he also faces an additional count of possessing an open beer can in a motor vehicle. Oh, come what on, What the dude. fuck? It you wasn't can't tell a him, fish. Yeah, you're, you can't tell him that it's a fish fry when you got an open Miller Lite in your fucking console, you idiot. Oh, a red dog. Oh, 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 oh. Holy red shit. Red dog. Do in they it. even make red dogs anymore? They do. Cubes <clears throat> are like $9.99. Dude, God, cheap. Sucker. It used to be a high quality Miller product. You remember that? I do. Like, yeah. Kind was, of. I remember seeing it. Uh, dude, Cindy, the, uh, what was her name? The freaking model from the 90s. Um, Cindy Crawford. Cindy Lopper. Cindy Lopper. No, Cindy Crawford was rocking. <laughs> she had some red, red dogs. I don't on think her, anybody ever said Cindy Lopper was a model. <laughs> But for some reason, my mind went. Would you will find me? Girls just wanna have time. 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 Yeah. So uh, anyway, this uh, individual uh, is convicted. If convicted, rather, uh, would face up to 13 years Holy in uh, state prison. So we have everything we need. <clears throat> we got. We got the oh, age. Yeah. We got the BAC. We got he's, what his previous convictions. He's 1,000 years old. Wisconsin Rapids, unfortunately, has some drinking problems too. They were yeah. up on the top. 10, I think, most drinking. Wisconsin was up on the top 10 of everything. Pretty much everything was Wisconsin yeah. on the top 10. That was of countries as well. Um, no, so this guy's 75 years old. Uh, he was uh, stopped because of erratic driving. Uh, the cops smelled alcohol. Uh, his excuse is uh, fish fry, and uh, he has nine prior convictions, this being a 10th. Um, or was it eight prior convictions, and this is a ninth. I think this would be the I ninth. Know. I think he had the Ocho and he's going to nine right now. Okay. Yeah. But, so, uh, or no, this would be a 10th. Oh, it is a 10th. Yeah, okay. So he had nine prior convictions. This would be the 10th. Uh, he has a, a blood alcohol concentration of 0.062. This might be a low local because of his tolerance. I think, and you know, he yeah. is under the technically illegal limit, which is like one drink. So I think I have my number, Eric. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I feel think very I, comfortable. I, I feel, I'm at I, it. I feel very comfortable with where I'm at. So, yeah. did you I, want to go on three? Yeah, uh, I think that's a routine that we've been uh, kind of creating. So let's uh, on three. Let's both deliver what we uh, what we expect here. Sure. One, two, three, seven. Six. Okay. Nice. I think we're kind of in the same, in the same ballpark, ballpark here. Park, we're going sure. six and a half local on this yeah. one. This is a, a half. This is low. We're gonna have to involve fractions. Uh, so six and a half loco. Here's why he is definitely still able to do a lot of motor functions. I think the thing that gets him here is age and also 
uh, prior convictions, making his legal limit lower. He sucked a ton of beer-battered cod back. <clears throat> Dude, he sucked a whole fucking case of beer-battered cod down. <laughs> is what the problem is. To hit this level. Uh, he's definitely not a loco drinker. However, we still, on this segment, have to provide you with the loco level. We have decided six and a half. And he's sucking red dogs. Today we're here with Simon from Venture Brewing. Simon, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Awesome. Awesome. So we wanted to know a little history about Venture and uh, how you guys got your start. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Venture is founded by myself and uh, two other guys, Jake and Rob. Um, and the way that we got our start, and Venture is a uh, coffee roastery as well as a beer brewery. Nice. Um, so we, we do both, um, and we do both on site in a tiny little place on, uh, in Washington Heights in Milwaukee. Um, but we got our start from, uh, actually going on kind of a guy's trip that we called beer venture. Awesome. So, uh, kind of, kind of going with the name, uh, but we actually were planning on calling venture, venture with one end uh the way that we spell it has two ends like a venn diagram um so it's v-n-n-t-u-r-e uh but the reason part of the reason why we call it that is we were going on these beer ventures we were we'd pick a, a long weekend we'd pick a city and then we'd go to those cities and check out breweries um and it was it, it was really intriguing to see um, all the different cities with the different breweries and how each brewery approached um, uh, what they did so differently. And in Milwaukee at the time that we were doing those things, there really wasn't there. There were three breweries. There was uh, Lakefront Sprecher and Milwaukee Brewing Company, and. Um, one of the things that we found from all the places that we went is that a lot of, and if not most breweries had tap rooms and those tap rooms um, were kind of where we were able to have conversations with the bartenders, figure out where we, where we were going to go next, what we were going to eat, what we were going to do. Uh, so there was this real um, kind of connection with the people where you could cozy up to a bar and, um, try some interesting beer as well as have a conversation and figure out where you were going to go on your next adventure in that city. Um, awesome. but that, but that wasn't, that wasn't a thing here in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, you could go, you could go to all of those places. You could go to Sprecher Lakefront or Milwaukee Brewing Company and you could do a tour, but, uh, none of them were really set up for you to go and just have a beer, um, and have a conversation. So, um, the idea was to try and figure out how to uh, cross the coziness of a coffee shop with the friendliness of a bartender um, and kind of mash those two worlds together. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of really fun uh, kind of crossings between coffee and beer. Um, and that's where like the third part of our Venn diagram comes in. So we have both of the, both of the beverages and where they intersect is the community um, if you have a friend who's coming into town or you're going out with some work people, um, you know, you, you want to go have a conversation with, with a, uh, you, you know, an old college roommate, you go and grab some coffee or you go and grab a beer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so, 
Yeah, so creating a space that facilitates community as well as uh, two products that share, kind of share that common bond, both of flavor and water and brewing, uh, but also uh, people. Awesome. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, what what two better beverages to kind of conversate and, and meet over, you know, that, that right. it's, mm-hmm. hey, let's go grab a beer or, hey, let's go grab some coffee. I mean, that's the only thing I've really right. said before, you know. It's kind of nice because you got like the yeah. collaboration of the two, which is really cool. So I got to ask, um, is there a beer you recommend and a coffee you recommend us trying? Oh, yeah, uh, all of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Uh, that, that's a really good uh, point, though, because the, to to really get the understanding of, of what you offer, I mean, we got to really try it all. Yeah. Exactly. Very- yeah, I, I, we we try to um, so keeping keeping in you know the idea of community in mind, we really try to hit quite a few different points of the spectrum. So if you walk in, uh, you know, we want you to be able to find something that you're going to enjoy. And, it, you know, and truthfully, everybody has kind of a different flavor profile that they like. Um, so, I mean, one of my favorites that we brew um, is called The Heights. It's our, it's a Saison. Okay. I always say it's kind of like if you, if you take Spotted Cow and you take Blue Moon and they uh, and they hung out at a dirty apartment, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, they hung out in River West. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so, really... I mean, it's it's got it, it's got a little more a little more um, intrigue than than kind of your your normal pilsner. It's a little more yeast forward flavor, uh, but it's still extremely drinkable and, and relatable. That's really cool. Um, so, so, so that's are you getting more of that yeah. like that like farminess, and then you're getting a little bit of the cream creamy right. flavor. That's really that's, yeah, it's, it sounds bit. like a great yeah. sounds like a great beer to me honestly those are like the two things I really enjoy. Saison farmhouse sales uh, those are are great. I love I those. love them. Um, yeah, we and that's that's a beer that we keep on year round. Um, so if somebody comes in and they say, you know, they're they're still not used to craft beer, you know, or they'll come up and say, I, I I really just I like I like Miller or I like this or I like that. It's like perfect. That's great. I got I got something for you. Um, so not only being able to appeal to a wider crowd, but it's also um, a little more interesting, so hopefully it hopefully it opens up the uh, their 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 brain to more flavor. Right. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to beer, I mean, you have to have that tra- transitional beer, not yeah. like going right to an IPA or something that they're not going to really mm-hmm. enjoy for somebody who drinking Miller Lite. So that's really cool. You offer something like that. That's yeah, exactly what you need to do, and that you acknowledge it too. I mean the 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 first part yeah. of you know being kind of that uh, you know in the position that you're in is to also understand that you know there's a lot of these individuals who are really just drinking those you know more commercially acceptable beers and that you know you have that that suggestion to say hey you know here's here's this really phenomenal beer that's it's you know gonna help probably transition you into this exactly it's not gonna turn you off from the ipa right to the bitter you know it's it's great so yeah I, i think in the world of in the world of craft beer especially if you're immersed in it uh, we tend to forget that the number one selling beer in the world is a lager. Yeah. Yep. Like by far, by a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're constantly inundated with IPAs and fruited sours and stouts and this and that, but they're the majority of people don't drink that. Yeah. Um, or at least that's not their number one beer that they're going to go to. And even if you ask a lot of craft beer connoisseurs or, or I mean, 
talk to any brewer, most brewers at the end of the day are going to go and reach for something that's light, crisp, and refreshing. Yeah. Because they don't totally want to think about beer. They just want to enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. And they don't want to get co- just completely messed up off the, off the horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, right, right. So, Simon, since things are kind of returning to quote-unquote normal, yeah. um, is there any events that you recommend uh, or a reason for us to stop down? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's always reason to stop down. A beer. Down. We, we're <laughs> open. We are open seven days a week, and we are open from the morning until the evening. So we have a ton of hours. And when we first opened up, that was a little a little difficult to maintain. It was definitely a lot of work. Uh, we, we only had three people, um, Jake, Rob, and myself. Uh, we were doing all of the production as well as all of the taproom hours for about 11 months. Um, and we were open from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. So... Wow. Between the three of us doing all of that, as well as production, a lot of hours. There's a lot of, um, yeah, tons of hours, and uh, but we got a we got a great chance to really connect with the community, as well as um, kind of consistently have our ear to the ground of what people were thinking of of what we were doing and and where we were, which was really helpful. It's instantaneous feedback instead of having to kind of surf through the web or listen to other things try and figure out what people actually think about us and our beer yeah exactly um, but we have uh you know we're, we're 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 releasing beer probably once a week or every other week uh so something new or different we also generally have a couple of staples on all the time um we're constantly changing our coffee and our pour overs um and offering new and intriguing coffee drinks so right now we uh just launched this weekend uh, a coke and spro so if you've never if you've never tried it it sounds kind of weird but coca-cola with a shot of espresso is phenomenal a match made in heaven right (laughs) yeah yeah so cool it sounds super weird but uh you know i mean people put milk and chocolate in in coffee so you might as well put coke in it it sounds it sounds an incredible point actually so But yeah, and it's really yeah. cool that you're like a renaissance man. I know you have uh, kids as well, so it's cool that you can get that balance. I mean, that's that's pretty difficult to do with kids. I mean, that's a schedule itself. I mean, a, kids are a full time job. So yeah, yeah. My wife and I just had twins uh, in the middle of the pandemic, so that was that was a fun, weird. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, weird thing. Um, it's a lot of weekends sitting at home, staring at uh, staring at babies, feeding them, changing them, and then. Uh, eventually we fall asleep before they do oh i i bet i mean it's like you, you change one feed one and the other one needs it so you're just non-stop so mm-hmm. i i know with one yeah, that was enough yeah, for me yeah. and i barely slept at all so props to you yeah yeah. So, yeah all right so before we let you go simon um we got about just a few questions to ask to find out how wisconsin are you you ready for these i am i'm heads up i'm from minneapolis so you but, you know what minneapolis and minnesota I, 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 is close I mean, they're, they're very close, right? So, and I've been in, I've been in Wisconsin since 2006, so I'm almost I'm probably like 10 years from crossing the threshold of of being in Wisconsin longer than Minnesota. Awesome. Yeah. So the first one we got: Have you ever been to Summerfest? And uh, do you have a memorable band that you saw there? I have been to Summerfest. Uh, memorable band: uh, Weezer and the Pixies. That was fun. Nice. Awesome. I also remember going to see. 
dashboard confessional when it was like their like 10th or 20th year anniversary of whatever that album is that everybody knows um and there was uh, the classic um like probably 18 year old um who was in front of us who had a plastic ziploc bag full of white liquid <laughs> or clear liquid yeah it's like that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's vodka. That's vodka. <laughs> no, it's no so question weird. about it. You're that person's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That person's drunk and they're drinking from a Ziploc bag. Yep. Oh man, what a story! And you know the cool thing about Dashboard Scott too is we, Shane Beck is, yep, is from Scott, Wisconsin, and we know him from uh, the Bayview area, which is really <laughs> yeah. cool. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the next yeah. one we got for you. Um. When it comes to beer brats, is there a beer you recommend uh, from Venture to try out? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the Heights. Try the Heights. Uh, so the heights. going back to our Saison. Yeah, going back to our Saison. I think if you uh, use that to cook your beer brats in, it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. So really nice malt flavor, a uh, little bit of yeast character, a little bit of citrus. So I, I think that would be super tasty with beer brats. All right, so the next one we got for you. It's uh, You've been in Milwaukee for a while now, but have you ever closed Wolski's? I have. I've yeah. closed Walski's. It was a bad, bad time. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> I closed, I closed, yeah, I closed, closed Walski's, and then I, I think prior to that, we were at Foundation. Oh, um, yeah. Love Foundation. It, yeah, but when you have a zombie and then you close Walski's, yeah. um, <laughs> poor, poor, poor choices. Your friends are just dragging you at that point. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> they're grabbing yeah. your arm and like, oh, hey, we're going here. All right. Tiki bar, Walski's, okay. everybody's just getting yeah. rowdy. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was bad news, Bears. So uh, Minnesota, so this is a tough one. Um, What do you consider oh, yeah. to be – what do you What do you consider to be uh, up north Wisconsin, dare guy? Hey. Well, what do I consider to be up north? Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's a good <laughs> question. Like Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, right. I know so, from Min- so Minnesota. It's I tough. Always, yeah, I always get it confused. Eagle or Eagle River? Eagle One of those River. is way up north. One of them is not too far. Yeah, so, Eagle River Eagle is River on Highway 2. Yeah. That's that's north. Yeah, yeah. That's the north yeah, that was, guy. Yeah, it was. But the funny thing is it was full of people from Illinois. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the entire state is. We're, it's like our <laughs> pandemic. Our, our own little pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah then, right. everybody he, up there. At least last time I went, every, it was just Illinois license plates everywhere. It's like a stain we can't wash out. It's just <laughs> gross, you know. It's, I know. It, it, it's funny because if you keep going down to there, you get to Superior, Duluth, the sister cities, and uh, that's mm-hmm. a pretty cool area, mm-hmm. actually. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in Duluth in uh, in high school. We we just randomly drive up there. We, we yeah. had some friends up there. Yeah. Very cool, and then. Yeah. Uh, so the next one we got for you, have you ever been to a uh, Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game? Or have you tailgated at Yes. Uh, Brewers and Packers have tailgated at both. Yeah. I've been to the Packers-Vikings game a couple of times. Me too. Uh, and wearing wearing a Vikings jersey. Um, the, the the Packers fans are extremely gracious. That's for, for sure. You know what? That mid, uh, you know, if you go to any other stadium, like if you go to Pittsburgh in, or like Pennsylvania and see the Eagles or anything or anywhere, they're going to treat you like dirt. But Wisconsin, man, yeah. you, you, but yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. honestly, like they, they are pretty friendly no matter who you are. I yep. mean, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there's there's the few and far between that'll it's, be. It's the Bears fans <laughs> that we really have the grudge against, honestly. Like the Vikings Bears, aren't so Bears bad. And, uh, Bears and Cubs. That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. I've seen yeah. some fist fights yeah. at uh, Miller Again, Stadium, and you know, <laughs> Chicago is like the shark yeah. in our hanes. You know, it's not. It's yeah, not yeah. Cool. <laughs> but also, yeah, we um, I I'm not I'm not a huge baseball fan. I used to be when the Twins were winning World Series left and right, right. but um, I. It doesn't really matter to me, and I I really do just like kind of hanging out in the parking lot at Miller Park. So awesome! And yeah, we got one more question before we let you go today. Um, other than uh, venture, is there another brewery or a brewery tour that you recommend us the listeners go and visit? It doesn't have to be in Wisconsin either. Sure. Uh, well, being that I haven't actually left my brewery in like three years, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, believable. The you know, they're, they're, we've been on some really memorable tours. A couple of breweries that we uh, tours that we went on, they don't exist anymore, which is kind of crazy um, to see the life cycle of some some breweries. Right, but, right. The unfortunate uh, man. What? Yeah, there. Um, hmm. Well, I, I think in Wisconsin. Jeez, um, who 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 should you go see? Um, but, you know, I like, I, I like a ton of people here, but, um, Black Husky is always super fun. Yeah. Great love, guys. He's a good guy. He's Black funny. Tim, <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim is, Tim is like, Tim is like your crotchety uncle. Super who, character. Who has, yeah. He's, he's, he's so great. He's got tons of opinions. So you have to kind of go into everything, uh, with an open mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and a heart full of forgiveness, but <laughs> but he he is a uh, he's a he's a very genuine guy, and um, him and his wife, uh, you know, they they moved to River West from Pembine, which is the opposite ends of that's the crazy, world. exactly, um, <laughs> literal and, and opposite so, ends of spectrum. Yeah, so it's it, it's it's um, and I, I don't think he's doing it still. Um, but he he used to do the uh, Milwaukee's worst brewery tour, I yeah. believe he called it. Yes, um, you know, and I mean, any given day he would yodel, or he would he would you know they they have a they have a very hard close at whatever their closing time is, and they would play uh, they play opera music and then just kick people out, <laughs> just to annoy the hell out of them. I have never seen that, but yeah. I I like it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Get the so, f I out. Mean, yeah, I mean, you know, he's 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 got his opinions on beer, and he's he's constantly doing uh, new and different things. But he's he's such a character himself, uh, Tim. Tim is that uh, I think it's worth uh, going to check out. Uh, definitely, yeah. if you're in the Milwaukee area. Yeah, definitely. I know they just changed up their uh, their outdoor little patio area too. So it's. it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like that. I like that suggestion. Get out to to yeah. venture. Get out to Black Husky. Enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Simon. I mean, there's 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 so many wonderful places. It's you know it's hard to pick one. So just go to all of them. But now, definitely go to venture. Now, are where where in Minnesota are you from? I'm from Minneapolis proper. Okay, so, so it's not like people who are like oh, I'm from Chicago and they're actually from like Ava. You're like oh, right, that's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. Close. You're from Volo, dude. Come on, <laughs> right, um, right. So Schaumburg. <laughs> if yeah. you're from Schaumburg and you call it Chicago, you deserve a smacking. <laughs> like um, I live next to IKEA. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. It's Schaumburg. Come on. Uh, so from right. Minneapolis, 
in, and I'm sure you've been to the old uh, Hubert H. Humphrey Dome. You've probably been to the new yes. the new stadium. After a I game, have, I've walked around it. Okay, gotcha. After a game, yeah. have you ever been to Sneaky Pete's? So when I lived in Minneapolis, I did not drink. Okay, gotcha. Um, when I moved to Wisconsin, of course that all changed because Wisconsin. You have to. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have not been to Sneaky Pete's. Okay. Is that is that on Hennepin? Uh, yeah, I think so. And it's uh, it's kind of like the it's not the after game bar, but it's like one of them mm-hmm. that, that people of sort them. of yeah. 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 So I got. I just got a quick question before we let you go. So uh, when it comes to your sure. Minnesota, or uh, you know, just in general, uh, what do you guys consider up north there? Is that like the Finnish National Forest? Or are you talking like uh, Thunder Bay, Canada? <laughs> oh, Itasca. Itasca. Oh yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's up What's, there. What is up north for yeah. Minneapolis? Yeah. Uh, Canada. Yeah, Canada. The Arctic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seal club. I think, so. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, I think the, the Mississippi actually starts in Itasca uh, State Forest. Okay. So, and it's just this tiny little stream. So that's kind of a cool, cool thing to see. Cool thing to, to, uh, go check out, but you definitely got to wear a parka. Oh so. yeah. And like, I've been to gooseberry falls in the Finnish national forest and yeah. that's pretty far up there. So <laughs> definitely yeah. wear a parka. Yeah. yeah. Definitely wear a parka. So. Yeah. And yeah. carry a gun. It's, it's <laughs> a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. You might see a, you might see Sasquatch up there. That's what I'm saying. You got to have a rifle for sure. Long range. I don't, I don't know if it's just squash country or just me running around naked in the woods, but hey. Also, so, some, people, you know. some people enjoying some, <laughs> some drugs. Either way, long-range rifle. Yeah. Awesome, Simon. Thank you so much for your time, and yeah. uh, we really appreciate it. We yeah, will, no problem, guys. We will be around and see you soon. Yeah, shoot me, shoot me a message if you, uh, if you step on it. Yeah, sounds good. And we'd love to get like maybe a personalized tour for you. It would be okay with you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we we love the brewery. We love the beer. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. All thanks. Right. Thanks, Simon. Have a good rest cool. of your day. All right, bye. Take it easy. Bye. You too. Bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.